Hi everyone, welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima again. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you with us today, as always. If you'll recall, a couple of months ago, we published a deal analysis episode in which we dived right into the nitty-gritty details of an actual deal facilitated on behalf of a client. We listed out the due diligence process and the logic behind selecting this particular deal. That episode seems to have struck a chord with many of you and went on to become one of our most popular segments, so we've decided to make it a regular thing. Today, then, here's another deal analysis episode for you, this time for a property in Kyoto. Now, Kyoto, as many of you probably know, is one of Japan's most famous tourist hotspots for both domestic and international visitors, mainly due to its um, historical significance and cultural heritage. It used to be the country's capital and is still its undisputed historical center. Aside from the old imperial palace and gardens, Kyoto has no less than 16 other UNESCO World Heritage Sites, including 20% of Japan's official national treasures, places like temples, shrines, gardens, the world-famous Philosopher's Walk, which runs along one of the city's main rivers and features heaps of tea houses, museums, and meditation spots, the Gyeong Geisha Quarter, the Golden Pagoda, many, many more. Numbers-wise, Kyoto is also quite significant, just under 1.5 million people, so medium-sized population, but a major economic center. Main industries there are IT, electronics, and of course tourism. So normally it would be quite low on yields and high on purchase price. However, as opposed to Tokyo and Osaka, Kyoto does sometimes offer attractive deals. And we were fortunate enough to locate a motivated seller with a studio unit who agreed to sell at 3.7 million Japanese yen, which is about 34,000 US dollars. Fantastic location in the heart of the city on the banks of the Kamogawa River, its main waterway, and yielding close to 10% net pre-tax per annum. So spectacular yield for any location, let alone Kyoto. The size of the unit was 15.25 square meters, so again, quite small. It also came with a balcony, like most apartments in Japan. This particular balcony actually faces east, which provides for excellent sunlight. Tenanted with a pensioner in his 60s, um, living there for five years at the time of purchase. Tenant history revealed no late payments or other issues, and he paid a security deposit equal to one month of rent, so quite secure. In these cases, though, with an aged tenant, it's always a good idea to expand the insurance policy to include a potential death in the unit, just being realistic considering the tenant's age. These policy expansions are very cheap. They cost about 1,500 Japanese yen per year, so just under $15 extra, and they'll cover expenses of up to 1 million Japanese yen, so 8,000 US dollars or so in case the unfortunate occurs and you have to pay for removal of belongings, a very serious cleanup, and in cases of death in the unit, a Buddhist purification ceremony, which would be a must for the next tenant to move in uh, in case someone died in the property. That policy will also cover you for any loss of rent during the cleanup and renovation period, as well as associated costs. As mentioned, again, up to 1 million Japanese yen or so. So definitely worth it if your tenant is in their 60s or over. Kyoto City, as mentioned, large prominent metropolitan center, white collar economy-wise, renowned internationally, super central location in the city, just nine minutes walk to Kyoto Station, 
which has trains, including a bullet train stop, subways, buses. So again, one of the best spots in the city, hands down. The building was constructed in 1989. So as we discussed here a few times already, up to the latest earthquake resistance standards, which were introduced in 1981. The developer Asahi Plaza is one of the bigger, more well-known nationwide developers, and they take great pride in well-maintained, well-populated buildings. So when we got down to checking the building's renovation and maintenance history, which is one of the most important parts of the due diligence process, we received a long and well-documented list of bigger and smaller ticket items performed over the last decade and earlier. So in this case as well, Asahi Plaza didn't disappoint. Coupled with the location, that seemed to promise an ongoing steady supply of potential tenants if and when the current one moves out or checks out, as the case may be. The small unit size would mean that the tenants would be exclusively singles, uh, pensioners, uh, not a big deal from our perspective, since with Japan's declining population, this is the biggest tenant base anyway. And smaller properties do enjoy a property tax discount as well. Single younger tenants do make for shorter tenancies on average, since they tend to get promoted, relocated, get married, and so on. But they're also far easier to find when you need to repopulate a property. So shorter vacancies as well. On average, they tend to stay in a property between four to five years in Japan. But that's just statistically, of course, you could end up with a one or two year tenant or a 15, 20 year tenant, just luck of the draw, really. The building's reserve fund pool had a fairly low amount of cash in it compared with the number of units in the building. But considering the extensive renovation history, that stood to reason and didn't seem to be a high risk of any major items being required in the immediate future, as the roof, the elevators, the exterior, which are the most expensive items, were all done in the last decade again. Monthly maintenance and reserve fund fees have already been raised in 2009, so little chances of that happening again in the near future as well. And there was another large renovation scheduled for the year after purchase, so again, well-maintained building, which also tends to attract more and better tenants. And really sealing the deal from our client's perspective was the high yield. Again, not only is that money in the bank, of course, but it also gives us maneuvering room in case building fees go up or rents go down slightly between tenants because the property might slide down from 10 to 7 or 8% net pre-tax. Still a very comfortable yield margin and one that's easy to sell the property with should the owner lean that way at any point in time. Lastly, just as an added bonus, uh, Kyoto does tend to gain in price whenever the economy does well in Japan which is definitely not a given considering the last couple of decades leading into 2012 when the market bottomed out last. But if and when growth does occur, Kyoto does tend to benefit, not as sharply or as high as Tokyo, Osaka, or Fukuoka, which are always the top performers, but not far behind them as well. So again, pretty much a no-brainer as far as our clients are concerned in most cases. For this particular client, middle-aged professional uh, couple from Singapore, this was the first purchase, and they've been quite happy with it ever since. The low price may be surprising to some of you, but again, as discussed here time and time again, 30, 40, and even 20,000 US dollars for a studio or one-bedroom apartment in Japan isn't rare, even in some of the bigger and more prominent cities, as long as you stick to smaller units in older buildings, which are the highest yielding ones in any case, as far as monthly rental income is concerned. 
The Japanese love everything to be new and shiny, so older properties tend to be a lot cheaper. And since space is in very high demand in larger cities here, which tend to be overpopulated in most cases, smaller spaces do tend to be a lot cheaper as well. Okay, that's it from us today. We hope you found this content to be of interest. Please feel free to share it with anyone who may feel the same way. Do subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. And we'd really appreciate if you could also take a moment to leave us a comment or give us a rating in the iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, or wherever you may have found us. And until next time, as always, happy investing.